0: Hello there, this is Daniel Hodge, and I play Darth Malak and Kanderous in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic series. This is
1: the Old Republic Podcast. Be sure to check out their Patreon at
0: www.patreon.com slash Old Republic Podcast.
1: We are the Old Republic Podcast.
0: Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars Under the Twin Suns. The question is what choice? Rebellions are built on hope. Make ten men feel like a hundred. I'm one with the force, the forces with me.
1: Do you know what I've realized? Like every single episode, we have a missed opportunity for. What's that? <laughs> we could have had an opening crawl every single time.
0: We could have had an opening crawl every single time. That would have let everyone know what we had going on the podcast, all the episodes before they tuned in
1: yeah get people caught up and like let people know where we're going rather than like making them check the comments but
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah um so today we're talking about opening crawls and star wars and what kind of inspired the opening crawls of star wars
0: yeah so uh the star wars obviously had a new hope or just Star Wars when it came out I had the opening crawl and it was inspired um a lot in part by the old serials right Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon um as they went from made the jump from I guess comic book and you know comic print runs and newspapers and things like that to these little snippets of stories you would get on the big screen uh, it would start with uh, kind of this opening sort of you know paragraph or two that you know, basically caught you up on where you're going, because you might not have seen all of these serial shorts, or you might have missed some or skipped one or, you know, whatever the case was. So this gave you kind of the background on what you needed to know going into the story. And, you know, George Lucas took a lot of inspiration from those stories. So it made sense when he was creating Star Wars, which was kind of an homage to that kind of swashbuckling uh, storytelling that he would do the same. And, you know, Star Wars is a big universe, so there's a lot of information that you need to know going into this thing, uh, because already you're like, this is pretty crazy with a crazy cast of characters. So it gives you a little bit of background.
1: Yeah. And kind of part of why people needed uh, opening crawls back in the day is like, they didn't have DVDs, they didn't have... uh, you know, like TV on demand, you know, where they could just like Google it, you know, and figure out what was going on. So like it, it did serve a purpose to have a an opening crawl kind of establishing like points A, B, C and, you know, characters X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, it kind of makes sense that uh, it's there.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I mentioned, you know, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, and those came out in the late 30s. Um, there was also a film called Union Pacific, which came out in 1939, which had a crawl that was moving. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the crawl in Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon were more kind of just static, um, you know, kind of kind of details about what was coming up. But the Union Pacific one actually was, you know, kind of traveling up this, uh, this train tracks, you know, the... Uh, Union Pacific, uh, you know, train line, as as it were, um, and that really kind of inspired when you know the creative team came on to you know start doing the uh, lights and magic bit of uh, Star Wars and putting that together. They took a lot of inspiration, I guess, from the way that that looked in Union Pacific, how kind of the dialogue was traveling, you know, kind of up the screen and kind of blurring out as it got further and further out of focus.
1: Yeah, I'll have to watch Union Pacific, but uh, that's for sure. Uh, a major inspiration and all Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga um, movies begin with the crawl and most uh, Solo is inspired by a crawl I would say and Mm -hmm. Rogue One didn't have one but they thought about long and hard like are we going to have one and then decided on no but even the games have them Uh, uh, Clone Wars has crawl adjacent like little fortunes you know Uh, Mm -hmm. so Star Wars has usually something before the main story
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when uh, when Rogue One and Solo came out and they didn't have crawls, you know, people were uh, like, what? You can't have Star Wars without a crawl. But, you know, George Lucas had done the Clone Wars film, uh, which didn't have a crawl uh, either. So it kind of, you know, was something that was easy enough to separate, you know, kind of into the Skywalker saga itself and kind of keep it there. Um, and I like that because it gives those f- films kind of the same flavor and the same setup and, you know, kind of the same. You know, sort of, sort of feelings deep in your soul when they're getting ready to start, and you get the fanfare, and it kicks off a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, and then you get the crawl that's you know kind of iconic and something that can kind of tie that Skywalker saga story together. So, um, I kind of, I kind of like that they play around with some different things. You know, kind of that uh, that fly through in Solo when it's going through the the main title logo there, and then the fortune cookies that we had in uh, Clone Wars. I think that it's good to explore and and push the bounds because yeah, like I said, the the title crawl is kind of rooted um, into the the Skywalker saga, and part of that, I think, is because you know, like I mentioned, Star Wars uh, obviously (laughs) like I mentioned, everyone knows, Star Wars is this big huge, uh, you know, universe of characters and things, and you know, when uh, A New Hope came out in 1977 you know, no one knew that there were going to be any more of these stories, so it was really the opportunity to kind of lay the groundwork for you know, what all this universe had to offer
1: Yeah, and Guess what had an opening crawl, too, because it was inspired by Star Wars.
0: What is that?
1: Knights of the Old Republic, the 2003 video game that we don't talk enough about.
0: <laughs> That's right, yeah. 4,000 years before the rise of the Galactic Empire, the Republic verges on collapse. Darth Malak, last surviving apprentice of the Darth, Dark Lord Revan, has unleashed an invincible Sith armada upon an unsuspecting galaxy.
1: Crushing all resistance, Malak's war of conquest has left the Jedi Order scattered and vulnerable as countless knights fall in battle, and many more swear allegiance to the new Sith Master. In the skies above the Outer Rim world of Terrace. a Jedi battle fleet engages the forces of Darth Malak in a desperate effort to halt the Sith's galactic domination.
0: Yeah, it really kind of sets the sets the background for the story and where you're jumping into. It's actually something we talked about with uh, the Hero's Journey podcast, um, you know, kind of that first step of the Hero's Journey is is everyday life, and you don't get that in video games, really, because no one wants to, you know, play where you're uh, sweeping up the floor. You want to just get straight into the action. So uh, to me, I think that the opening crawl on something like KOTOR uh, kind of serves as that first step, you know, to kind of give you uh, the ordinary life that you have going into when you wake up.
1: Yeah. And then it kind of just starts and it starts epically and the and the music kind of uh shows that musically
0: yeah yeah, exactly, exactly um but you know we t- we talked a little bit about you know kind of where the Star Wars crawl came from, um and I mentioned that it kind of feels to me rooted in like the Skywalker saga, but you know really kind of feels rooted in that specific time of movie making. Um, like it didn't spawn a lot of other uh, opening crawls you didn't see those in a lot of films there was an opening crawl like in Airplane 2 and Revenge of the Nerds 2 and Spaceballs Um, but those were done more as like a an homage or a parody of Star Wars doing it as opposed to oh man this opening crawl is a really great way (laughs) to get into the story so um, yeah it it was never something that really went beyond like the bounds of Star Wars I guess coming off of those you know old serials from the 30s and 40s
1: yeah in our podcast i mean we kind of went over like what an adaptation like how we would have an opening crawl look like what would yours look like just like uh a little pitch of what yours would look like
0: um, so I have kind of a, a couple ideas in my head that I think would be pretty good if you wanted to do something that was akin to an opening crawl um, to keep it kind of in the Star Wars uh, universe, I would I would like to see it more as something is like scripted into like ancient texts and uh, glyphs and kind of stuff like that as we're telling the story. Um If I was going to do something, like I said, more akin to like an opening crawl where you're actually putting like letters on the screen that you're having to to read to get the background of this story. But I think I think if I was really shooting and filming uh, a KOTOR film, I would do something uh, more along the lines of, you know, what we see in more modern films where you're actually kind of doing like a narration over it. And um, I think something like what uh, you've got started up with the uh, Bastila audio drama really would set a good kind of opening uh, first couple of minutes to get the background of, you know, everything leading up to Terrace that you could tell that story, you know, pretty quickly and pretty snappily and get you into it. Uh, But what about, what about you? Um, What kind of, what kind of ideas or uh, thoughts do you have about doing like an opening crawl or a crawl adjacent kind of thing?
1: I was very inspired by, uh, the Vikings, the Kirk Douglas film when I saw it. Um, and it's kind of like a melding of like the visuals, kind of like tapestries of the day, uh, and, uh, kind of explaining like what's going on, uh, the story and like you get the credits and everything. So maybe Mm -hmm. something like that, but, um... I I kind of think, like, make it look, like, a different age, you know, um, and I'm very inspired by, like, oral story storytelling, kind of like Beowulf and, like, uh, uh, the Odyssey, uh, Homer, and uh, the Iliad, so, like, why not, like, kind of have a narrator, but, like, not, like, uh, the usual kind of narration, it's kind of like you're telling a story, like, You're kind of telling the poem of the galaxy, I think, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the the grand poem, and I think it could reflect it in uh, kind of a different way of of doing it, and it would be cool to see uh, people be inventive and kind of reinvent what Star Wars is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it would be neat to see, you know, something else. You know, we mentioned, obviously, Rogue One, Solo, um, Clone Wars didn't have specifically a crawl, and I think it's okay to get away from it. So um, that kind of, I guess, brings me to kind of the, I don't know, in my head at least, there are like two kind of current ways that movies tell you know kind of this backstory bit without you know really like diving into it um and one I think actually would be a really neat um kind of interpretation something you could do um in uh you know in Star Wars and in a KOTOR story um especially and kind of the the thing that comes to mind is uh you have like the films of the Harry Potter um and then when they get to the to the final concluding chapter of that the deathly hollows and they need to tell you the background the history of what the deathly hollows are and it changes to kind of this hand-drawn you know very ancient looking uh, kind of cartooning style and it's telling you the history of the deathly hollows i think that you could do something like that in the kotor world maybe I, I don't know, maybe it's as Karth is telling you after you get down to the surface of Terrace. Maybe it's a conversation you're having with Basilow and Dantooine. Uh, maybe it's, you know, taking place at kind of that first star map piece. Um, but you could do something like that and do something animated. And I think that that would be really, really, um, really cool and interesting. I think maybe they did that in the last uh, SWTOR trailer, something animated yeah. like that, I, I think. So I think that something like that would fit in really nicely into a KOTOR story
1: even in a video game you could like uh kind of tell these little miniature stories in like a different kind of mini game as well so Mm -hmm. there's always ways to kind of reinterpret things in my opinion
0: yeah Yeah, exactly and that's kind of how they handle that in the jedi fallen order if anyone's played that i'm not going to get into into huge spoilers but part of Um, You know, as you're going through those games and you're unlocking your new ability, every time you are unlocking one, you're doing it via kind of like this flashback sort of little section uh, kind of thing. So that's, you know, kind of an interesting way that they can bring that into the into the video game uh, realm there.
1: Yeah. And uh, what are some other films you kind of like the exposition in or like you kind of notice like this is poorly done exposition?
0: um yeah so the other the other way i mentioned kind of like this break and doing like a like an animated or like a like a campfire story type of thing where you're kind of like breaking breaking the action in the middle of your movie the other kind of way that um like in my head at least that i i've noticed it and have seen it done, and the best example of this that comes to mind is *The Lord of the Rings*, *The Fellowship of the Ring*. Um, I'm not saying Peter Jackson did it the first, but he did an excellent job and really had to had to sell it because he knew that Tolkien's world was so huge and so vast, and the history of these rings were so huge and vast. And he only had like nine hours to tell this story, so you know he says, "I'm going to take the first ten minutes of *Fellowship of the Ring*, and I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know about it." Um, and that's going to set you up to watch the next, you know, eight hours and 50 minutes of this film and not have any questions about what's going on with these rings. This is exactly what it is. Um, and I think that that was handled really, really well. Um, it's kind of interesting because you're actually getting to see it, um, you know, as opposed to a crawl. So you're seeing kind of the history. Um, it's being narrated by uh, Galadriel. So it's almost like you know, kind of like a, a reading disposition from like a history text, um, which I think is great. Um, and then more currently to that, um, they did something very similar. Um, Dennis Villeneuve in Dune, um, oh, where, love it. where 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 um, uh, Chani is uh, doing kind of the same kind of thing, right? Um, reading it almost as like like a religious text about you know who these planets, who these people are, and like I said, really getting you set up to understand what you're about to watch.
1: Yeah, and sometimes I used to hesitate, and I really didn't like it when it felt like they were showing versus telling. But I'm like, how else are you supposed to get people on board with a Dune movie or a Lord of the Rings movie? You have to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to be like, sh- like show, don't tell. But I'm like, could I do that any better? And and the answer is like. Of course not, you know. So, uh, I, yeah, I came around to Lord of the Rings, you know, and, uh, Dune is perfect. Episode 101, we talk about what, uh, Star Wars can learn from Dune, you know, um, mm-hmm. so it is kind of a battle, you know, because a movie is a visual medium. How do we show versus tell when's the right time to tell? It's, it's a battle, you know
0: right yeah and i think um for me at least the takeaway that i get from it is that you can't have those show don't tell moments in things like dune in things like lord of the rings in things um maybe even to an extent like harry potter or star wars if you don't have that that foundational groundwork laid because then it's totally lost in translation you don't you're not able to pick up on like the nuance of um a show don't tell kind of a thing you have to have kind of, you know, one kind of piggybacks off the other, you can't do one without uh, without laying a little bit of groundwork, I think.
1: Yeah. And, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what the future of Star Wars evolves uh, into, but it's always been inspired by a crawl, and uh, we'll see what other stories uh, that are told uh, and what they do and how they tell them. It, it's just interesting, because, uh, we just live in interesting times.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I did want to, you know, kind of kind of mention too, you know, those were kind of some film, you know, kind of ones that came, came to my mind. And I think the directors are getting a little bit more creative in the way uh, that they do it. Um, you know, especially like, you know, Lord of the Rings, I'd mentioned, you know, like nine hours of storytelling. Um, and you have kind of the same well not the same no one has the same amount of depth as uh, as Tolkien did for his world but um you know in something in something like Game of Thrones you know you know they're not telling the story of Game of Thrones in nine hours they're telling it in like 80 hours <laughs> so you don't have right you don't have the agency to really get that background kind of laid you can you know dribble it out over you know the course of five six seven seasons um so I think that that directors are getting, you know, and, you know, camera operators and uh, musicians and uh, lighting departments are, are able to kind of, you know, play with those over this long form storytelling, which is, you know, sort of kind of risen itself up, I guess, in the, you know, time of streaming services that we're in now.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk more about Game of Thrones and the House of the Dragon in the future. It's an episode uh, we're both very excited for, but, uh, Yeah, like, long-form storytelling, it's television, and like, if you understand anything about me, it's like, I'm like, if a movie is longer than 90 minutes, it failed, you know, (laughs) Uh, so I guess I'm just gonna have to get a new a new bladder or something and just like be okay with like cool this movie is three hours and 40 minutes you know And all the other nominated ones are kind of that long, too, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're going to need to start implementing uh, the intermission, I think, into the end of the movies as we're pushing three hours. The new uh, uh, Black Panther is coming out uh, this coming week. I think it's close to three hours, you know, (gasps) uh, three hours uh, this year. So, uh, yeah, it's good. (laughs) It's a tough time. Yeah. If you need if you need a if you need a break. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't really know uh where to go from that. But I think that yeah, I think it's fun to talk about the crawl and to think about um you know where it came from and why it existed in the first place. So uh, Two questions. Yeah, fun stuff. yeah, of course.
1: What if Star Wars had intermissions? What would uh, they look would, like?
0: <laughs> if Star Wars had an intermission, um I would like it to like break the fourth wall and like Poe Dameron just looks at the audience and is like take a break. <laughs>
1: That would be funny. Um, I guess, like, I would see it kind of as a meditation.
0: Like, mm. stuff is
1: happening on screen, but it's not like you're missing anything. And, like, right. maybe, like, the Jedi or Sith is, like, calibrating their lightsaber as they meditate, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like... um, What was that one, like... Was it, like, Zones uh, on Disney+, Plus? like, where it was kind of about the sound of everything...
0: Oh, yeah. um, uh, (laughs) Shoot, what was that called? Uh, Biomes.
1: Biomes. You had biomes,
0: and you had the, I forget what the name of it was, but you had, like, the ship fly-throughs, too. But, yeah, there you go, something like that. Something like that
1: could work for an intermission for Star Wars, and, like, maybe, like, the intermission could be more of a a narrative device or something, uh, or at least just, like, part of the world of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: pretty much in every kind of Star Wars iteration, you get some sort of big force moment, um, you know, kind of somewhere about halfway through the story. So, yeah, that seems like that would be a good fitting time to to kind of break, um, you know, as you go into the final act, if you were going to do something crazy like have an intermission, I think.
1: Yeah. So we're just full of ideas, ideas that probably you know lead nowhere but uh we like having them and we hope you guys enjoyed listening to them um anything else we uh should impart before we depart
0: um no not really i think that's going to wrap it up for um star wars crawls now when i was doing a little bit of research for this um, I came across a lot of articles that ranked the Star Wars crawls, which I never even thought was something that could happen, so let us know um, in the comments or in social media what your favorite Star Wars crawl is, I guess. It's episode um, 3. It's episode three. So that is a pretty good one. That's that's yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah. But let us know if it's not episode three, um, and let us know why. Um, and yeah, I think I think that that's fun. Let us know also if you have any good ideas for uh, how to handle opening crawls uh, going forward. Like I said. So um, I don't know. I think I think that's it. This is it's time for the closing crawl. Uh,
1: it, they're called the out. end credits.
0: End credits indeed. So uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. May the force be with you.
1: May the force be with you. The Older Public Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else the Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out.
0: And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore droid underscore.
1: You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at Dennis S. Mowers
0: This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nicky Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.